0: Welcome to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. This is a weekly podcast dedicated to sports happening in the Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio region. Visit theleewmowen.com slash podcasts to listen on your favorite platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and more. Follow the host on Twitter at the Lee W. Mowen and the podcast at Sinday Pod. Opening theme is "Arpy" by Dan Hennig from the YouTube Music Library Collection. Now for your host, Lee W. Mowen.
1: Your local electronics shop would like to remind you to reset or shut off your computer by midnight December 31st. Oh wait, this tag says 1999. Whoops, that's 20 years ago. You probably should do it anyway. Welcome to episode 129 of the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. What better way to get started on a retrospective of this decade than an old Y2K joke. I got the idea from my friends on social media sharing their favorite moments of the decade, their sporting moments, their personal moments, and I decided, hey, I can do that, but I'm going to do it on my podcast, because maybe I can get more people to listen to it. That's an evil plot. And possibly the plot of the upcoming Home Alone 6 or Die Hard 7, where, you know, Bruce Willis starts up a podcast. Yippee-ki-yay! Oh! I should mention at this point, I've been trying to record this episode for now 95 minutes. I'm running out of patience. I don't feel good because my voice is gone, and this is the second time I've been sick in the last two months. In between getting sick, I think I had about three to five healthy days. So, yeah. I think my big problem with this episode is just trying to convey the most positive points of the decade in my own terms without using a script. And it's hard. There's a lot of things that I'm going to talk about during this episode. Hopefully it's not super long. Hopefully the cat doesn't decide to jump on the laptop and shut it off again. And hopefully I don't just flip out and throw the laptop across the room and just not do it anymore. I don't know why it's so hard for me to talk from the bottom of my heart about a decade that was pretty good to me. It's the really the official start of when I became a professional broadcaster, and a professional announcer, a podcaster. Although, to be fair, I probably should have started that long, long ago. I had the idea and I just never got around to it. And also, getting back into writing, thanks to the folks at Ohio Hockey Digest. In fact, my latest article was uploaded yesterday, talking about the Mayor's Cup and everything. Go look at it. It's on my timeline at the Lee W. Mallon. Also, I think I retweeted it on Sunday Pod, so go follow them and then look at that article. There was a lot of things that happened to me in the 2010s. I got engaged to the woman that I love, and who's been my biggest supporter in my career. I got my diploma from Wright State in November 2010. A lot of things happened in between. And a lot of things happened after April 2019, let's be real. When I think about the good times of this decade, it's mostly... The second part of it from two thousand fifteen onwards, that's when I got a lot of my opportunities, everything in the beginning of the decade though there's there were a few things that happened to me that were quite nice, like I mentioned, I got my degree and I finished off a two and a half year campaign as sports director at w w s u and I think we accomplished a lot of great things. I had a couple of internships after college with the Troy Bruins, the Dayton air strikers for a couple seasons. <clears throat> then I got involved with two internet audio stations. Got to be the voice of a hockey team, an indoor football team. I got to do a lot of broadcasting since really twenty twelve when the demons came on the scene at Hair Arena. I <clears throat> I really look from that point on and just it's hard to pick my favorite moments out of that. I'll start off with talking about the Dayton Demons winning the championship. It would have been my second year with the club, and this is where the Demons went back to the finals and were down two games to nothing but came back through three and they won the championship in Danbury by defeating the Whalers 9-2 to there. I remember coming down from a Dayton Sharks game. A <coughs> Dayton Sharks broadcast, I forget if they won or lost that match, but coming down to the pub of all the hockey fans there, watching that stream from Danbury, remember the broadcasters getting very upset that the Demons were up by 7 at that point, but, you know. And a couple of, a couple of months later, I got my championship ring, and that has not left my hand for any of the games I've due. It goes with me every single game, it's a reminder to me that, hey. I call it a championship team, and I deserve to be in this field. A lot of good guys on the Demons in their three years, and a lot of good guys on the Demolition their one year at Hare Arena. It's single-A hockey, which you don't really have west of the Mississippi, but it was still a pro team that was a voice of. I remember always... Feeling lucky that I was in the press row of Hair Arena and just wondering if that ice, if those boards, if that glass could talk. Just thinking about Dayton hockey history. It's. It was quite the treat, and I'm terribly saddened by the current state of Hair Arena. Not only did that tornado do a really big chunk of damage to it, but Taggers have now taken to the arena and decided, hey, you know, this is a perfect place for our. Artwork, quote unquote. During that time, I also got to be a voice of the Dayton Sharks, which was an indoor football team, and that included a road trip down to Lexington, Kentucky. We got to call a game at, what was it, All Tech Arena, the big horse barn. That's really cool. That's, man, that make a great story. Just how they had it set up, the actual football gridiron. Of course, in indoor football, it's half the field compared to outdoor football and walls around it, whereas the setup in Lexington didn't have the walls around it. It was literally, you know, kind of like outdoor football, where you didn't have walls surrounding the edges, and you still had the half the field size. Also, there was only one pair of goalposts hanging up from the rafters, so literally, if you scored a touchdown on the other side, you had to walk it back, and then try the extra point from there. It was great. Now, oh, Dane Sharks, it was, it was cool. That first year was really spectacular. The second year, it was alright. Sharks struggled a little bit, but it's really cool getting to be the voice of two pro teams at Hair Arena. And I definitely enjoyed my time there. A couple years later, there was a point where I decided I'm not broadcasting for free anymore. And I'm only going to work for money instead of for experience, because apparently you can't pay for rent with experience. Eventually, uh, a little earlier in this year, ESP Media offers me a gig broadcasting high school football in Cincinnati, which is really cool. I got to be the play-by-play voice of most of the Loveland Tigers football games. A rough year for Loveland, they went 0-10, but... I, I don't care if they went 0-10, I don't, wouldn't care if they went 10-0, I was the voice of a high school football team again. Hopefully I did okay, because football, for me, before broadcasting Loveland, it would have been three years out of practice. I want to thank Rob Ebel for giving me the chance to broadcast with ESP Media, and hopefully There's more to come in the winter and spring months, but it was excellent. I got to broadcast on internet audio again, and I got to go to my favorite place in the world, Cincinnati, Ohio, USA. My last trip took me to Kings Mills Kings, which is Kings Mills, and Kings is a high school name, and it's by Kings Island. In fact, I didn't realize how much of Kings Island you could see from Kings, but there you go. That was a lot of fun. Uh, My favorite trip, even though I couldn't take 275 to go the direct route, because, <laughs> yeah, 275 East was blocked off with traffic. The Turpin trip. That was a lot of fun, because Turpin's football stadium is surrounded by woods. It's beautiful out there. Um, I just wish that uh, the uh, road trip was a little nicer, but, hey, that's, that's definitely not Turpin's fault or anyone's fault. I had a lot of fun. I mean... Starting week four, getting to start off at Withrow High School, Angus King Stadium. That's a nice old field. It's got this, like, old college feel to it. And I don't know if it was a previous college at one point, but it's pretty nice. Although, I was very, very lucky that it didn't rain, because there's no press box there. So, no roof. But, still a lot of fun. And that was my uh, trip back into high school sports with esp media it was i i couldn't i can't thank esp enough for that this year so yeah throughout the 2010s i broadcasted oh let's go to the page and look basketball baseball football hockey ice hockey soccer volleyball softball australian rules football with gem city sports Actually, I take that back. That was with Ohio Sports Network, uh, radio network. <laughs> Indoor football and lacrosse. I did one lacrosse game. It was Bellbrook at Oakwood, and it was a lot of fun. I don't know how great I did, but still, it was an opportunity. So, I mentioned that. Eventually, I stopped broadcasting for free. That's not me spitting at faces. It's me saying, you know. It's time for me to move on. I appreciate all the opportunities I've gotten, and I will continue to appreciate all the opportunities I get in the new decade. Hopefully there are more that come. So yeah. Broadcasting-wise, I'm going to enter the new decade with 1,137 games called. And I'm trying to remember how many I had at 2010. It wasn't... Well, it was a lot, considering I was the sports director, and we added several sports to the mix, I think it was like, did 30 the first year, 30 the second year, I think it did 60 the third year, so that would have gave me, what, 120, so yeah, considering take away 120, that's a thousand plus for the decade, most of it starting off. Uh, While I'm still on the topic of broadcasting, I can't forget about Nick Poe and South Metro Sports. I mentioned I was the voice of Dayton Demons and Dayton Demolition, but once that was taken away from me, I got the opportunity to be the backup broadcaster for Cincinnati Thunder Junior Hockey, and they recently moved up to South Metro Sports. And Nick one night asked me, hey... Would you like to broadcast for Centerville Elks Hockey? And I did. Then we added Springboro, and Alter was there at the time. This gig has really, really taken my name and just put it up in the nighttime sky. And I know that sounds very egotistical of me, and I hate being an eagle jerk, but... Yeah. When you think about Southwest Ohio hockey, I mean... There's not a lot of people that do this. There's Beaver Creek Street that started this season, but uh, this is my fourth year covering ice hockey in Southwest Ohio, and I pretty much know all the coaches by heart, and it's great. Most of the fans that still have players on the teams still reach out to me and say, hey, I, I mean, doing Centerville and Springboro games, I mean, that takes up. My entire schedule, and Alter keeps asking me to do their games, but I can't because in ice hockey in Ohio, you have games Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays. If you have a game Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, you are a witch or something. I don't know. What's funny there? Yeah, you don't have games a lot of times, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You always have them Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There's no exception. If you play at, uh, which, yes, I'll cover this, because you think I'm really going to leave out broadcasting in the home of the ECHL, since nice Cyclones? Nope. I mean, if you get a chance to play at a big rink, I know Beaver Creek's gotten the chance to play at Nationwide Arena, and that's normally, what is it, Tuesday or Thursday? One of the two days. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. But most of your ice hockey is played Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, did I mention I got to broadcast at the home of the ECHO Cincinnati Cyclones? It's a team that I really wanted to broadcast for years ago when they had the opening, and I didn't get an interview for it. And, you know, hopefully that might be an option down the road because I feel like my hockey is top-notch. My hockey broadcasting's top-notch. You don't want to see me play hockey. No, 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 no. But yeah, getting a chance to broadcast... St. Xavier vs. Moeller at Heritage Bank Center. You know, that was huge. They had a crowd of 3,000 there. I forgot how loud go homes were. Ooh. They also had that neat lighting system. You know, when the Reds hit home runs during night games, you have the lights go, Boo-hoo. well, they had that there too. Yeah, that's, that was a really nice touch. Like I mentioned, hopefully one day I'll jump back into pro hockey. East Well, Minor League Hockey, ECHL, Cincinnati will be a great landing place for me. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Sending resume, sending resume. But I felt like I was on top of the world. I still feel like I'm top of the world from that experience. It's just, it's something you don't get to live every single day. And I'll never take that for granted. Never will. And I, I, I want to thank St. Xavier for asking me down there and doing it. I was really really lucky to have that shot. Granted, I kind of stink as a cameraman when I'm trying to announce and well, broadcast and swing a camera, but hey, you know, the way I broadcast games is always radio. There's no graphics on my YouTube stream, so you know, people don't really know score unless I say it. But yeah, that's that's one night I'll never forget. So definitely a big thank you, Nick and South Metro, for, you know, keeping me in the game. But yeah, broadcasting wise, there was a flying to the hoop I got to broadcast for. Not going to really get into that. Great opportunity, but uh things kinda went sour. Uh the company that got me in there never paid me and then decided to block me on social media so I can't ask them for my check. Yeah, I'm definitely not happy, because that's a very big check they owe me, and I don't think I'll ever see it. So, yeah. Also got a chance to broadcast for a radio station again, WTGR 97.5, a couple years back, in Greenville. Although lately, I haven't been doing a lot with them, and it makes me sad, because... I thought I did well, but who's to say? You know, I think I do well in my broadcasts, but really I haven't had anyone come to my face and spit at me. It's like, you suck, something like that. So, there we go. So yeah, that's my broadcasting in the decade. I mean, it's happened in Southwest Ohio. I probably had a hand seeing it and broadcasting it. You ever side? Public address announcing, which, like I mentioned, is totally different than broadcasting. Think of it as the in-arena voice, or the in-stadium voice, or whatever you want to think. I got that started, technically it was in college, it was for the very first Wright State football game ever played. We were at Huber Heights uh, High Camp Stadium, home of the Wayne Warriors, and the Raiders were taking on was it Miami Valley or was it Ohio Valley at the time? It was a semi-pro football team, the Warriors. And uh, it didn't go so hot, and things kind of boiled over after that game. Myself, PA-wise, I didn't do so good. I look at it, it's like, wow. I I really didn't know what I was doing. I got a depth chart with nicknames on it, so that was uh tremendous. I didn't really know any players, so I was kind of... <clears throat> I struggled, and I wasn't a good PA announcer, I'll admit that. That's probably why I did scoreboard for the rest of the home games. But anyway, that was my first game. My first gig would be with the University of Dayton. I got a notice from one of my co-workers with the Dayton Dragons saying, Hey, UD's looking for a PA voice. Are you interested? Yes, I'm interested. Talk to the guy who's still working there, a good friend of mine. And lo and behold, that's how I got into the University of Dayton. I got to announce several sports with the Flyers. Uh, baseball, the upcoming season will be my eighth year with Flyers baseball. I worked with two head coaches, Tony Vittorio, who's now at Wilmington College, and Jason King. I mean, it's it's been a treat. We have an indoor press box, so that's great. We have a both Tane and Wright's tape, but hey, we have a press box, so during the cold part of the season, which is pretty much everything until the last weekend in May, when we have home games, am I right? I I mean it's it's something I don't take granted for. Being a PA voice for both D one institutions and Date. And that's kinda why I started the podcast. Mainly because I was tired of the local media just covering Ohio State and everything happening in Dayton. Who cares? That's why I started this podcast, and yes, I'm still angry that local media does that. It's like, I get it. You love Ohio State. If you want to go cover Ohio State, go in Columbus. There you go. There's great things happening in Dayton, but, you know, let's talk about the Buckeyes, and that's it. Getting off-topic here, back to P.A., Remember that first game I did? I think it was March 12th, 2013. It was the Dayton Flyers and the Toledo Rockets. In fact, the Rockets had a couple names I recognized from Summer Ball, my internship with the Richmond River Rats that lasted two seasons. I recognized several names, and that was really cool. That was my first game. I think I did okay. Must have did okay because they asked me back, and I got that gig for the rest of the season. That was really cool. Forgive it was that season or the next season, I had to miss a game because of flu, which that was a game where we won that quite easily. In fact, I think we hit, what, two grand slams in that game? But, yeah. I've been the PA voice of the Flyers since... Flyers baseball since 2013. I don't take that for granted any day. In fact, 2020 should be a very nice season. In fact, we have a Big Ten matchup. Mason at Prasco Park, um, St. Patrick's Day, and that's pretty cool, because Big Ten teams really don't travel to smaller schools. Dayton's got Illinois uh, on St. Patrick's Day, and I'm looking forward to it, because I've never been inside Prasco Park. I've seen it, and it looks beautiful, but never been in it. So, after that baseball season for the Flyers, I was asked to do soccer and I got to do both men's and women's soccer for a couple seasons. It was great. Except when I blew up the sound system for the first time time—uh, two times. Not, like, on purpose. Let's not think I'm trying to sabotage equipment here, okay? But mainly, it just... Poof. We had a temporary setup for a doubleheader, and then it was fixed. Earlier this year... It happened during the National Anthem. Mm, That was not fun. Anyway, I got to PA Flyers soccer, and past few seasons, I've got to announce Flyers men's soccer, and that's always been cool. Beaujean Field, a beautiful place. Gets cold in the later part of the season, but beautiful view. It's quite breathtaking in the fall when the leaves change colors. It's a great field, and I love being a part of that as well. I mentioned two years later, after I've been working at UD for two solid years now, Wright State sends me a text saying, Hey, we need a PA announcer for a baseball game, you interested? So I say yes, and I get to do that, and then I get in the Wright State mix. Nowadays, I do more sports at Wright State compared to UD, but Ugh, but cough, that's, that's my point. Yeah, this cough is horrible, and it's killing me. Anyway, what I mean is, at Wright State, I did a few more sports. I do both soccer teams when I can. Baseball, softball, swimming and diving for a couple years. I'm still sad that program's gone. Very successful program. And plus, swimming and diving's really neat, too. And also, Volleyball from time to time. I got to broadcast volleyball for two seasons at UD, and then I got back into soccer, which I wonder if I kind of shot myself in the foot by, you know, saying, you know, let me do soccer too, but I'm not looking back at the negative things. At least I'm not trying to. So yeah, getting to be a voice of two Division One schools in the area, that's really cool. I've gotten a chance to fill in for now four games at the University of Cincinnati, which it's really neat to think about. Uh, three soccer matches for UC and one volleyball match earlier this year. I mean, that's the first time I ever had to wear a headset to talk with uh, the marketing department through the headset, you know, make sure that everything was running through the scoreboard, everything, that. That's really cool. Hopefully I get more chances with UC. Love walking on that campus. That's that's a gorgeous campus. That was my second choice of college, actually. But I picked Wright State because it was a little bit cheaper. It was a gl- glorious college, and it had a radio station, so I was upset. I was but, yeah, this year I got to fill in for a volleyball match. That was actually the Sunday after my last game at Kings. If I remember right, I had to go to Cincinnati three times that week. Which, you know, I'm never complaining. Man, that Cincinnati volleyball team was really good, too. They got third round in the volleyball playoffs. They fell in 5 to what was that, Penn State? It was a tough loss, but Penn State's one of the big powerhouses in women's volleyball. So, I just remember looking up at that video board and thinking I got to introduce it and people watched it. I mean... Like I said, hopefully there's more opportunities for UC. Had a shot with Urbana, but that day I couldn't. And Xavier, I couldn't either. But
0: <coughs> definitely a lot of
1: opportunities to PA. In fact, Springboro asked me to do a basketball doubleheader, but I had Springboro hockey and Mayor's Cup that Saturday. So my contact information's there. That's cool. Centerville, I've gotten to do a couple soccer matches because the head coach with the Elks boys soccer team was, what was his role with the Dynamo, the Dayton Dynamo? I'm trying to remember. Jeff Monbeck, good guy. But uh, yeah, so that's really cool. And the one time I got to announce a football game, a football playoff game between Wyoming and London, the year that the Cowboys won the state title game. That was really cool. And people seem to like it, because not many people look back, it's like, wow, you suck. So, maybe, maybe, maybe my whole outlook on how I do is a little skewed, but, you know. I try not to have a big ego on that stuff. I try not to, that's the key word. Like I mentioned, you know, right State, UD, they've been very good to me in this decade. Also, Wright States opened up a couple more opportunities. I got to do a few uh, playoff games for high school uh, softball and one soccer match. The soccer match is a great story because it was Carol and St. Francis of Sales out of Columbus. Had a Carol fan break in. There's a broadcaster right there by the door. Break in just shout at me, like, Well, I think there's the St. Francis of Sales announcer, but where's the Carol announcer? It's like, Lady, Carol hasn't done anything. It's been ten minutes. Go back out, or I'm calling the cops on you. Yeah, uh, most of the Carol fans turned around. They apologize for that, but uh, yeah, I'll never forget that lady. And um, it's what you call not a good fan. But it's a good game, too. I mean, Carol really held their own. That's a good boys' soccer program, Carol. And St. Francis Sales, they won it, what was it, Extra Time? I think it was Extra Time. I think it was OT. Was it 1-1? After regulation? I don't remember. I also have to add in the opportunities I've gotten with the Dayton Fire Department Hockey Club. It's uh, firefighters in the area, not necessarily in Dayton, Ohio, but around the area, and they play hockey. They'll host Fort Wayne, Toledo, Cincinnati. They'll play in tournaments. Good bunch of guys. If you've never seen... Dayton Fire Hockey, if you can, come out to a match, because they're good guys, and like I mentioned, they're firefighters, first responders, police officers, they're playing hockey. How much tougher can those folks get? I've gotten a chance to announce four other games. It would have been more, but when they have most of their matches and I get asked, it's always, oh, I have something else going on. That's something I should talk about, too, just Fall and spring, I have the busiest schedule, and I have to turn away opportunities. And I hate saying no, but I I kind of have to. Because I can't be in two places at once. I haven't figured out how to do that yet. But... Also, going back to the Wright State thing, I know I've jumped around a little bit, but I'm not editing it that time. Sorry. Also, Wright State, they have the Cincinnati Reds Futures High School Showcase, and... Right State kind of got me into that. In fact, this year, if I can, it'll be my fifth year with Reds Futures High School Showcase. In case you wonder what that is, it's local high schools getting a chance to play at Fine Fields. Some of them get to play at Great American Ballpark. The lucky people. Some of them get to play at... There's a complex in Evendale, owned by the Reds. Some of them get to play... Where else? They don't have it in Miami, I don't think. That's the Joe Knoxall Classic. <coughs> I think it's really that complex. Great American. There's some high schools that host, if they have big enough fields. Did Florence Freedom host any of those games? I don't think they did. I mean, it's the Reds thing. I don't know why they would, but, you know. Northern Kentucky. That's why they have a lot of Northern Kentucky side stuff. And then Wright State. Right, State's Nishwood Stadium gets to host, and I, I love having that opportunity. Beaver Creek and Miamisburg are always in it, which is great, because if you know my history, I love Miamisburg. My dad worked at the Mound pretty much all my life, so that's why I love Miamisburg. Um, Beaver Creek, you know, they got a good program. They're just right across North, or call Colonel Glenn on, down on North Fairfield. Yeah, that's really cool. I mentioned uh, one of the takes I did. In 2016, I got offered to announce the Greater Miami Valley Wrestling Association's holiday tournament. And next year, hopefully losing my voice and becoming sick, finals didn't cost me that job. But if everything holds on, it'll be my fifth year and it'll be the 50th annual holiday tournament. I tell you, uh, we had great wrestling action. I think close to a thousand bouts in the two days we just had. We'll talk about the great, the Greater Miami Valley Wrestling Association's Holiday Tournament in the next episode. This is not for sports. This is for me and my decade, as you well know. It's 32 minutes. Hooray! I finally, finally got past this point. <sighs> course i'm coughing up a storm now so you know that's great that's the only wrestling i get to see out of my announcing gigs but i love it that's a physical sport i mean i say hockey's the toughest sport to play but wrestling you really have to have a good sense of physicality balance and attack Also, it's kind of cool seeing the refs slide across the mats, just following along the action, when they're about ready to slap the pin down. (laughs) Maybe that's not funny to you, it's funny to me, but you know. Yeah, I get to announce a holiday wrestling tournament. It's one of my favorite things to do. I mean, the first day, I don't really announce wrestling. And I don't really announce wrestling until... We get to semifinals. I say, who's wrestling? And then I get to announce the results during finals, which makes Saturday losing my voice during the finals all that much heartbreaking. Of course, the official, you know, when I know my voice is starting to go, it's like, your voice sounds weird. It's like, yeah, thank you. I get it. It's not like I already felt this early on, but, you know. (sighs) I become a real jerk when I get sick, and I'm sorry. I I don't like being a jerk. Yeah, so that's four wrestling holiday tournaments in the pocket, and I love it. Last year, I got to be the PA voice of Dayton Dutch Lions. That was really cool for both men's and women's. It's a lot of fun. Dayton Dragons have been throwing me a couple of non-Dragons games to PA. Uh, last year, did a few high school games when they didn't bring an announcer. I was this close to getting to announce... Not only my alma mater, my high school alma mater, Valley View, but my elementary school alma mater, Twin Valley South. And uh, the Twin Valley South game got rained out. The Panthers were there watching the game, I forget what it was. And then they left, because we had an hour, uh, no, it wasn't that long. I think it was like 30 minutes of uh, rain. But, yeah. That stunk. But, I got to announce that. Uh, Last three years, I got to PA the Bob Ross Classic, which is the best high school seniors in the area getting to play ball. And that's always a lot of fun, because normally good turnout, and as a senior starting off your senior year at high school, you get to play where the dragons play. I don't think people really complain about that. There's a couple of company picnics I've done for Voss, uh, Henny Penny, but really, that's, you know, like, hey, you won the softball tournament. That's not really announcing. We'll throw a football game. We'll throw a movie up there. And, you know, it's easy peasy type of day. I forgot I did a high school football game at Milford High School. Thank you, Career Stats, part of my page. I'm glad you're there. Yeah, it just randomly. Uh, one of my connections in Cincinnati said that, hey, Milford's looking for an announcer, because I think their game got ranged out. I think it was a Saturday night. So I got down to Milford, got to announce it. It was a lot of fun. The opposition fans, which were sitting in front of the old press box while the new press box was being constructed up, they weren't too big of a fan, but... i am You really expect me to change my announcing just because the score's going up? I don't know. I still have issues with that, but I'm sure people still have issues with me, so you know, there's that. There's a lot of cool things I've done in my career, and really thank for all of them. I look at, I'm looking through, trying to see if there's any more things I want to point out before I move on to podcasting, and I think I covered everything pa-wise. I know I'm going to look back, it's like, oh yeah, I forgot that, but I got to PA at Fifth Third Field in downtown Dayton a couple times. That's probably been the largest venue I've got to PA in, unless I'm forgetting about something. Well, the Nutter Center, but, eh, the Nutter Center, I guess that's a tie. That was cool, too. Man, thinking about that women's basketball game, it was Education Day at Wright State, and there was four schools that got in there. And I got all the uh, kids really excited uh, during a timeout. So that was really cool. It was when Wright State was trying to hold off a Furious Marion Knights comeback. And they're getting loud, and it's, it's fantastic. Like I said, I'll never forget that as well. So we talked a little bit about my broadcasting and my PA announcing during this decade. What else is there to talk about? Sports writing. As you might know, sports writing is something that I'm jumping back into, thanks to the folks at Ohio Hockey Digest. And it's cool talking about Southwest Ohio Hockey. I talk about the three non-Columbus Capital Hockey League Capital Hockey Conference foes. I also talk about Southwest Ohio High School Hockey League, which reminds me, I probably need to write in the article for this week, but it's going to be tough since I didn't see any of the Miami Valley Freeze tournament. And I'm upset with that because I had to call off sick. And when I'm sick, I don't feel well, and I feel bad for having to miss work. Especially since I get to see Hobart Arena, but... Yeah. I need need some time off. So, again, I got two articles now on Ohio Hockey Digest. What you might not know is I used to write the uh, post-game recaps for the Dayton Demolition, and I did that a couple times for the Dayton Demons, though not as much. Uh, 26 post-game recaps for the Demolition. I think I did all but the first few. And I also did it with the Troy Bruins, and I don't remember that. I don't remember writing the post-game recaps for the Bruins. I got to run a live blog for the Western and Southern Open on Gem City Sports' website in 2014. I did a live blog for Vandalia Butler Baseball against West Carrollton in Fifth Third Field one year. I wrote for The Guardian my freshman year, didn't get hired back. And, yeah, that's my writing expertise. There's not a lot to talk about, really, in the decade. Uh, Though The Guardian is last decade, or two decades now. Once uh, the clock strikes midnight. Surprisingly, it has not, but there you go. Podcasting wise, this is something that I look back with some regret. You see, I bought this microphone a long time before I actually started. And that's because I wanted, you know, not to pay anything to podcast. So years went by. I never really started my podcast. And then I finally do, July 2017. It's like, you know what? No one's hiring me in local media. So I'm going to prove to people I can do it. And, lo and behold, I'm now on my 129th episode. Of course, this is probably the worst-sounding one, because my voice is, uh, (laughs) shot. And this is very unscripted, so I'm bouncing from point to point now. But 129 episodes talking local Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports. With a little Columbus sports mixed in, the crew, the Blue Jackets, the... the Destroyers which, as you probably know by now, are not going to be back next year. They might be back 2021 with the Indoor Football League, which, by the way, the Germain Car Factory, Car Factory? Car dealership people. Car Factory. Well, they might have a car factory, but they're more known for their car dealerships. They bought control of the Indoor Football League that's got my favorite team, the Iowa Barnstormers, in there. I mean, come on, when you have propellers as your stripes on the side of your pants, and you have a helmet with goggles on it, that that's, that's awesome. How can you hate that? The answer is, if you don't like the Iowa Barnstormers, but there you go. That's such a great look. It's one of my favorites. So yeah, we'll see. Columbus will get another indoor football team. There's a lot of uh, fans yeah. in Central Ohio that are... They, uh, they're they not too positive on that. They're, I mean, look at the Destroyers. Did you really think they'd last, you know, just one year? I didn't, but there you go. It's not confirmed if it's going to be the Destroyers for the new indoor football team, but I have to assume, possibly, they'll be considered. And they'll play a nationwide arena again, which is fantastic. I forget what I was talking about at this point. Oh yeah, talking about this podcast. I changed names several times. It used to be the Gem on the Queen's Crown. And then I had the Cincinnati Dating Sports Podcast because people didn't really know what this podcast was. And then I decided just to just call it the Cincinnati Dating Sports Podcast a while back. Just because of the fact, you know, people couldn't identify. It's the Cincinnati Dating Sports Podcast. Bam! Just like that. I should have just done that from day one, but... No, I wanted to be different so people could remember the podcast, and yada, yada, yada. Mark Schlemmer, before taking the Wing AM job, was my co-host. It was supposed to have another co-host. Uh, before it got started, Mary Worden was supposed to be my co-host. Uh, she does a lot of announcing stuff as well. But uh haven't been able to get her on an episode. Hopefully that changes soon, because I think she'd make a very nice interview. Yeah, I finally got my foot down and started the podcast. And I'm glad I haven't stopped since. Great, I missed a week, but last week I had so many Christmas... Christmas events to go to, and the wrestling tournaments, and I'm supposed to have a freeze, and just... I couldn't get to my podcast, and it broke my heart. But, again, I didn't have time. But, yeah, I'm really glad I've stuck with this podcast, because... I think it's tremendous, and I wish people would listen to it, because my numbers are low. But the people that do listen to this podcast really like it. That is what I really look forward to. I, I like when people tell me they listen to my podcast, and they say it's good, and they like hearing what I talk about. That's that's what makes it worth it for me. Granted, I still use it to get into the field. Maybe one day, people will actually listen to it. It's like, hey... You should have been in this field long ago. We'll give you a job, and you don't have to worry about anything anymore, like health insurance, dentist insurance, dental insurance. So long, dental plan. Sorry. And no more worrying about money or anything like that. I could hope, but I don't see that happening. There you go. That's my decade. That's 2010s. Getting my diploma, working on my career, finally getting my career jump-started, and doing okay. As a sports broadcaster, I turned out to be a pretty good PA announcer. There's a lot of people that dabble in both of those, but hey, that's fine. Still work for the Dayton Dragons, I run Scoreboard, and this will be my 10th year with them, starting in April. So, that's pretty cool. I think what else I could talk about. Mentioned uh, Dayton Air Strikers, where I did a little bit of everything, including mascot suit setup before the first game. That was different. Uh, Just coming back from the University of Dayton, uh, DV Sport Replay, which is a system that some colleges use for replay. Uh, Women's basketball, some men's basketball. That's a cool gig. It's very easy, but... You can see basketball from Press Row, so what am I complaining about? Um, uh, what else? The one game I got to fill in at the Champion City Kings, that was really cool. And the GM really liked the general manager really liked what I did, so that was cool. Uh what else? What else? I did do an Ohio High School North South All Star game. Uh, for several years. In fact, I did six years of the All-Star Game, and one year I just couldn't make it, and, you know, I haven't been back. But that was really cool. Although, eventually, that moved to Granville to play at Denison U, and the travel got a little bit out there. But, hey, I got to announce All-Star Basketball. It's uh, high school seniors that some of them committed to colleges, some of them haven't, and they play. And it was girls' basketball for me, so that was really cool. Uh, Dayton Dutch Lions, uh, last summer, this summer, I guess. That was really cool. There's a lot of great things I've done in my career. This decade has been pretty kind to me. If you want to see every single thing I've done, well, I have it listed on theleadwmallon.com. Just click on career stats and it brings you up there. I update it. I shouldn't say every day because that's a lie, but I update it when I can. But it's all accurate and everything. So, yeah. 2020, I'll reach 500 PA games. Games as a PA announcer, 500 games as a PA announcer. I might reach 1,200 games this winter, maybe next winter. Not sure. Podcasting-wise, 52 weeks. Do one per week. That's 52. I won't quite reach 200 next year. That'll be 2021. I'll sure do something special for that. Um, Twitter. I have over 5,000 people that follow me. Still don't fully know why, but I do. So it's something I celebrate. And of course I have you, the listener, that tunes into this podcast. And I appreciate you sticking around. And that will wrap up episode 129 finally after about 60 plus some takes. 49 minutes. Well, actually 48 and a half minutes pre-edit. Wow. That's a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. But yeah, a lot of great things happened to me. I mean... I struggle with depression and struggle with looking at the positive side sometimes. But there was a lot of great things that happened. And I am very thankful for everything that people do for me. So thank you out there. And thank you to the employers that keep me employed. Thank you to the listeners that keep me from just talking into a computer in the void. And, well, that could be broadcasting or podcasting, so there you go. Uh, Thanks to people that read my articles on Ohio Hockey Digest. I should write one soon. And thank you for, you know, being there. So, the 2010's ending in a couple hours. Holy cow. Am I going to stay to watch the... New Year's rockin' sockem robot ball-dropping event? No, because I'm probably going to fall asleep at 9. No, I won't. I'm going to stay awake, because this cough is killing me, like I mentioned. But, yeah. And I have a loving woman that has supported me and continues to push me and just make me look at the brighter side of things. Without her, I don't know if I would have stuck with it. Awes to goodness. Granted, it really help if I could find a broadcasting mentor. I haven't had one. I haven't had someone that just says, you know, here's what to improve on, and here's some things, you know, you can apply to that are, you know, close to home. But maybe I'll get a mentor next decade. I don't know need yeah, a podcasting mentor to see, you know, if my product is good or not. I ask if it's good, and people say it is, but, you know, most people just don't say it is. <sighs> Episode 129, New Year's Eve. Happy New Year to one and all. Celebrate safely. If you're drunk, do not hit the roads. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. Walk. Get someone to get you home. Do not drive. I don't want to wake up with someone that's close to me gone because someone was an idiot. Don't drink and drive. That's a way to close out an episode, isn't it? But celebrate safely and continue following your Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports. Next episode, we will cover everything from the greater Miami Valley Wrestling Association's holiday tournament and the start of conference play in college basketball. Wright State 2-0, Northern Kentucky, not 2-0. Which I know I probably shouldn't say that because they're part of the area, but uh, yeah, Wright State, Northern Kentucky, greatest rival ever. Norse actually lost to Green Bay, too, which Green Bay's got themselves a team. They got a freshman from Trotwood, Madison that's playing quite well. Which begs the question, why did they pick Green Bay over Wright State? I mean, Green Bay's got a nice campus, and I think they also have underground tunnels, but not like Wright State does. But yeah, that's date Why? Yeah, but yeah, Wright State two and zero start to Horizon League play. That's great. Northern Kentucky just one and one. Women's basketball a little bit diceier. The Raiders lost their first game at Milwaukee after having a pretty big halftime lead. And then crushing Green Bay in the fourth quarter to win that game easily. Which is something I don't think I would have said before that game happened, but there you go. Dayton yet to jump into a 10 play, but Obi Toppin, 10 dunks to break the school record at UD. That kid's a beast. He's gonna do well in the NBA. And I hope he gets in the NBA too. Will my voice return for episode 130? I certainly hope so, because it's killing me now. It's probably killing your ears as well. We'll sign off now. You can follow along this podcast, Twitter at Sunday Pod, Facebook Sunday Pod, and follow me on Twitter at The Lee W. Mallon and Facebook Lee W. Mallon. That's where I'm at. Until episode 130 and the new decade, Happy New Year! So long, 2010s, and the refs aren't the reason why you lost, Buckeyes.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. To subscribe to the podcast, please visit the slash podcast. From there, you can choose your favorite platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and many more. Interact with the podcast and hosts on Twitter at theleewmowen.com and at Sunday pod like the Facebook page, the Cincinnati and Dayton sports podcast and download the free flick chat app. Then search for the local Sunday sports group to submit your future Mowins mailbag questions. The closing theme is lights go down by Dan Hennig provided by the YouTube music library collection. This is Lee W. Mowen, And I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Please join me again next week on the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast.